So do you remember what the doctor told you it was today? Yes. What did she say? Well, she said it was... It was um, um, <laughs> I know what she said, I understand it, but I can't remember her words. Um, well, she said it was dementia. And she said... Um, she's, she, she mentioned one or two other points, but I can't remember what they were. But, I mean, I knew what she was doing. I knew what she was saying. So when she said it was dementia what did you what were you thinking I think I was thinking about the car <laughs> feeling slightly miffed that I wasn't going to I was very surprised that she said I couldn't drive I was quite convinced that she was going to say I could drive in the daylight but not in the dark which I would have fully understood but she didn't she said I can't drive at all so I mean I accept that I'm Penny Bell and that was me talking to my mum on the day that she was diagnosed with dementia. We live more than an hour apart but I visit lots and I usually go for the day and I take my two dogs with me and you might hear them barking later in the background. We'd both been noticing that she'd had some problems with her short-term memory which got a lot worse after my dad died about five years ago. It was quite hard to talk about it for me to broach the subject but eventually we, we managed it and she went to the doctor and had some tests. And the results for her, as, as you just heard, meant no more driving. But beyond that, we didn't really know any more except the diagnosis. As nice as the doctor was, there really wasn't a follow-up planned. No leaflet, no tips on what to do next. And it struck me that maybe we weren't the only ones in this position. Um, We were lucky that mum was able to take some medication, which was to help with her memory. And we got that pretty much straight away. But we didn't have anything more on sort of how to manage things at this early stage. And so I had this idea of the podcast, a way to kind of record what was happening to us, chat over a cup of tea and maybe to share stories of others in in similar situations and to find out perhaps what help is out there that that we didn't know about already. So here we are. Welcome to Discovering Dementia. That makes me very interesting. Come on, you two. That's what makes it interesting is because it's just normal stuff. It's normal stuff, isn't it? Is there any milk out there? Uh, I can't see any. Okay. I can can have it black. I've got one. It's okay. Did I used to do this when I was younger to record you? What do you mean when you were young? Did you have that? No. You mean mean when you were a child or when you were learning to use it? I used to make radio programmes with... I know that. Yeah, but did I ever record you? Do you remember? Oh, yes, you used to do that. I can't remember what we said, though. Oh dear. How much milk do you like? Just enough. Is that okay? Yep, that's lovely. Same as me then. No, what I was going to say was... Can you cut bits out? Yes, I can cut anything out. Well, no, I'm just going to forget about it now. What I was wondering was... um, how do you approach this sort of thing if you're going to give a talk about it or have it on record? Oh, okay. Well, no, I just what I want to do is I want to do a series of little short programs mm-hmm. that just help people who um, are the daughter, the son, the husband, the wife, people who are with people who are having memory problems. Mm-hmm. 
who might then go on, that looks lovely tea, thank you, who might then go on to have, I'll put the sugar in. Okay. I might go on to... Who might then go on to have a dementia diagnosis. But, but that, that's just the start of an... Of Is that what I got? Well, I think they described it as... Um, there's some evidence of things happening on your scan mm -hmm. and they can't... Um, they can rule out things like a brain tumour and, mm. you know, that, mm. but that this evidence coupled with um, symptoms that you might have had, so you know your memory's getting worse, that sort of thing, leads them to think it might mm. be that. I don't think it's terribly bad because an awful lot of my friends are, are the same in the sense that they start sentences and can't finish them <laughs> and think, you know, small things like that and then we just laugh. Certainly, that there have been lots of times when I've sort of forgotten what I was going to say, and the usual reaction is people saying, Oh, I do that all the time. All the time, don't worry about it. We all do that. And it's quite true in, in most cases. <laughs> but what, what kind of things have you noticed that made you think? Well, people start a sentence and they can't finish it, that sort of thing, which seems to me fairly normal, <laughs> honestly, especially when you get to my age. Mum's in her 70s. She's a music teacher and a fantastic piano player and she carries on doing both, doing lots and lots of music. Her dementia's still in the early stages and although we can now talk quite openly about it, listening back to this, I can hear I'm, I'm not finding it an easy conversation at this point. And how do we know when normal forgetfulness to do with you know becoming older is actually something more serious? Mum had been managing her symptoms quite well. She'd found all sorts of ways around her memory issues. It's what you call strategies. You cover up. And if I, if I thought someone was going to ask me a particularly difficult question, this is more recent, um, I would avoid it if I could or pass it on to someone else or if I had time I'd think about it and write down the answer. Do you so. do that knowingly? Do you, do you actually think to yourself actually I can't remember that so I, I just I'm not... know I won't remember it. Sometimes yeah. I remember it while they're saying it and for a few minutes afterwards and a, a few minutes after that I can't remember what they talked about so I do make notes. Sometimes I, when I ring you up, I might say, what, what have you done today? Exactly. Did um, I say, I can't remember? I didn't. No, did I? Make something up? Well, I didn't make it up. But I'd, I'd probably have said to you, and you might know this, I must go and get a pencil and a piece of paper because I wrote it down. Uh, I wrote one or two of the things down. But in fact, it's a sheet. <laughs> and... <laughs> Sometimes I give myself a star because I've actually remembered, not a real star, um, I've actually remembered something without me having to remind myself. I very often have to plan quite simple things. For instance, if I'm, if I'm with a student, I have to make sure nowadays that I have every detail um, on my notebook so that I know exactly what to ask them, so that I sound good. <laughs> and confident and organised. But then I don't think I'm the only person who does that. Mm. But whether it's to do with age or whether it's just me, I, I don't know. I've, I mean, I used to make lists when I was a, first a teacher. Mm. I used to make lists for the day. Not quite as intense as I do now. What other things have you noticed 
recently that have been more difficult? Well, sometimes... Oh, dear. I just, I just have to check things all the time. You know, if I... I've made a plan in the last month that when people are coming and going, which they are quite often, I actually make a note of it. Whereas a few years ago, I'd just have thought, oh, Mary's coming at four and Jenny's coming at five or whatever. But I have to write it down now to be quite clear about it. And I stick little notes all over the door. I expect you've noticed. <laughs> have you noticed those? Sometimes. I still <laughs> take little, little notes to the door and say, um, don't forget this, don't forget that. It's... Um, it's become a habit. And sometimes I, I'm telling somebody something and I stop dead because I can't remember the next <laughs> word. But, I mean, the, the, the usual reaction, if people notice this, is, oh, you're exactly like me. I do this all the time. My husband gets so fed up. So I, I know it's not just me. I just began, I began to realise that I was doing it an awful lot. I was, and I was having to write things down all the time. Um, just to make sure. And the last week, um, I found I was starting sentences and I couldn't finish them. Now, and I'd actually forgotten what I, what I was talking about in the first place, which might have relieved some people. Um, but I, ha I do make a point of making lists anyway, whether I'm worried about it or not, because I know that it can just come upon me all of a sudden. You haven't told me that bit about not being able to finish sentences before. Well, that's only very recent. That is within the last fortnight, I would say, or months maybe. No more than that. Um, and so I'm, I'm much quieter now, which is a great relief <laughs> to most people. <laughs> so, God, she's quiet now. This is great. We can get a word in. Because usually I talk the whole time. I try not to interrupt people, but I stop doing that because then I forget <laughs> where I was going. <laughs> so I, I think it is the last three or four weeks... It seems to have just slipped down a slot slightly. So you went to the doctor and then what did the doctor decide was needed? <laughs> I can't quite remember. It'll be in my diary. I've got a diary if you want to read it. I write a diary up every night. It only takes ten minutes and I write it up very largely because I'm afraid that when I look at it in the next morning, if I haven't written it up, I can't remember what I did the day before. I get, it comes in gradually. So it comes in very gradually. By 10 o'clock, I've usually remembered... <laughs> I've usually remembered... Oh, dear, I'm ruining your program. No, um, <laughs> I've usually remembered by about an hour. <laughs> it's good that you can laugh, really. <laughs> Well, it's so stupid, isn't it? <laughs> it's really helpful to hear how things are from mum's perspective. I know everyone's experience of dementia is different and the diagnosis that can take place at any point from the very early days or to even the more advanced stages. Mum told me that along with her memory loss, she's also had some sort of strange sensations in her head. I'm not sure if they were connected, but it felt like the doctor needed to look at everything to make sure nothing was missed. It's kind of a process of elimination, having blood tests, getting her to do some mental exercises. And mum then also needed a brain scan. 
And we went to the appointment together to get the results. Well, she didn't say an awful lot. No, she didn't give me much information, did she? I well, don't she, remember She that. said there was no brain tumour. Do you remember I that? I don't remember her saying that. Oh, And I wasn't expecting a brain... In fact, when she said it, now you remind me, yeah. um, I thought, crikey, I didn't know they were looking for a brain tumour. It didn't occur to me. I don't know what I thought they were looking for. Well, I suppose they had just have to rule in, rule out everything. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it, it makes sense. But nobody mentioned the word tumour until after I'd had the... Uh, So the brain scan showed that you had possibly some um, brain shrinkage, which is normal for older people, Mm -hmm. but also that uh, there was some areas where there were there'd been maybe minuscule little bleeds, which I didn't know about that. That was a surprise to me. So I don't know anything about these things. Do you remember her telling you that? Yes, I do. Yeah, and that that therefore sort of indicates. Some possibly that could explain the popping and fizzing feelings in your head and it can also explain the memory problems. And oh, yes, it could. The, the popping thing was only after I had the scan. It hasn't happened before, I don't think. How do you think it's going to change things? Do you think it will change things? Well, it's bound to change things in the end. But, I mean, quite honestly, now I could go out and drive and not worry at all um, because I feel really good. Um, but obviously I'm not going to do that. Sorry, could you repeat the the question? (laughs) I just wondered how you thought it might change things. Well, hopefully it'll stick at people... The first time you go to do something that you've been doing with other people, I know what will happen. They'll all go... Hello. And, And you can tell... You can always tell when people know because they don't talk to you about it very often. And, and then gradually, as the evening wears on, they, they, you give you a little nudge and say, and you get, how are you, dear? Which is really annoying. And um, they can't help it because nobody knows what to say. That's why I think it's better that I just say it and then they don't have to worry about it. You know, that they'll be sitting around there going, I wonder if we ought to say something. Should, what do you mean? Does Jane know about it? Well, we won't say anything, dear. No, I don't want that. I just say it. Do you think? Do you think humour will be useful? Because yes, we've had a few laughs just now. (laughs) I get it from my dad. I think not that. Although he was a very serious person, but he had a wonderful sense of humour. I mean, my birthday parties were a riot if he was there, because he used to tease all the children, and. um, he was really funny and fun. My mum was more serious. Who is it? There's a car in the drive. Have you got a pupil? Not at ten past three, unless someone has forgotten. I hope it's not the, um, the religious book. No, it's a car in the drive. You've been listening to season one of Discovering Dementia. Next time, we start to find out what help is out there. If you have a story about dementia you'd like to share, please do get in touch. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook. This episode of Discovering Dementia was produced by Penny Bell and Chica Ayres.